Welcome to the City Rev Life Podcast. My name is Justin, and I'm here with Pastor Josh. That was kind of like a game show introduction <laughs> right there. But uh, hey, we're, we're having a conversation right now that hopefully you've been tracking along with us. This is episode four in a series that we're doing. We're talking about how can we combat pornography? How can we engage with this in a way that we experience freedom and victory? Uh, and so men and women, we've talked about how men and women struggle with this, how it's something that's pervasive in our culture. And as followers of Christ, we want to walk in freedom in accordance with what God would have for us. So yeah. last uh, time, Pastor Josh and I, we sat together and we talked about the heart and why we have to start with thinking about how are we battling this temptation in the heart first before yeah. we get to anything yeah. practical. Yep. So maybe anything you want to just recap from that that was really important that people maybe keep in mind about what we talked about in the last episode. Uh, I would say del- delight in enjoying the Lord, having affection for him. It, what we talked about was it that affection cast out the lesser loves. Yeah. So really, if you could give any bit of effort, any energy to this topic, it would be uh, begging Christ like the persistent widow for an affection, a desire for him because mm-hmm. he, he's so powerful when he enters your life. It's just, it's a miracle. Yeah. So give all your attention to that if you can. At least yeah. a starting point, letting him be that, that delight and that foundation. Yep. And so that then flows into what we're going to talk about today. And so here's what I would like strongly encourage. If you're one of those, maybe you're on YouTube and you were searching or you were scrolling through and you found this topic to be interesting, This what this is titled, please, if you haven't listened to especially episode three uh, in this series, check out episode three that starts from the heart because we want to start from the heart and then flow to the practical tools that then stem from that. And so one of my favorite passages that I think helps give us the category for what are some, what are some wise practices that we can instill in our lives uh, in this particular area is Proverbs chapter seven. And so to give you a summary of what's happening in the chapter is it envisions, it's this story. It's this almost like this parable of a foolish man. Someone who's described as this young man who lacks sense, who wanders over to the house towards the house of a notorious woman, a woman who is described as an adulteress here. So he goes and he wanders at the wrong time of day, Mm. at the wrong place, and he's walking over. And the way that Proverbs 7 describes the folly of this person walking towards her house at twilight in the cover of darkness, it describes him like this. Verse 23 talks about how... uh, He's going towards her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as Mm. a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver as a bird rushes into a snare. The man does not know that it will cost him his life. So it describes a scenario of someone traveling down a path. Now, is there anything morally right or wrong about a location where you walk? No, there's nothing morally right or wrong about it. Is there anything morally right or wrong about twilight, about darkness? about certain times of day. No, there's nothing morally right or wrong. However, there's a biblical category of wisdom, of what is wise and what is foolish. And so what we're going to talk about now in this episode, in light of the fact that our hearts delight in the Lord, what's some wisdom that we can employ in our lives to help us not be in the wrong place at the wrong time, not put ourselves in positions where we're essentially asking for the temptation to come. What are some practical tools? So uh, maybe, Josh, can you summarize what are some of the practical things we've already talked about in this in this series, things we've already hit on already? Yeah, we hit on, we hit on delight, we hit on affection, just time with Christ, alone time with Him, 
walks, Bible studies, just letting the scripture come alive, meditate on the word. Um, and then we're going to, that was kind of like these more spiritual side of things where we put our trust in Christ alone. It's very hard to do that because we're practical human beings that just need a system. So as we go into this next step, I think we just, we cannot forget that, um, if we, if we forget the delight, if we forget the enjoyment of Christ in our lives, if we forget his power in our lives, then we will just end up worshiping a system that will fail five months from now, three months from now, next week. Yeah. So some of the practicals. I mean, I, the first and the first thing that is the most important, I think, is bringing the things to light. Like yeah. I, um, we could talk about accountability softwares, which we're going to talk about. We're talking about like systems, but if we don't confess to one another, right? Is this mm-hmm. James uh, five? Uh, confess your sins to one another, so that you may be healed. I think there's just God reserves healing. I think, uh, and for certain things in this world, um, for us when we confess, yeah. I might ask God, heal me, heal me, please, God, heal me. I don't want to look at these things anymore. I don't want to be tempted anymore. He's like, yes, yes, I, I want to heal you. Confess your sins one another. No, but Lord, I want you to heal me because I don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah, but he wants us to be humble. There is a release. There is a, there is a, from that, that sickness in our lives, there is a, um, a forgiveness that comes when we bring the dark things to light. So confess yeah. your sins to one another. And, and I would say that is the first step. It's why we hit it on episode one is before we get to some of these other things, the most important foundational practical step is bringing it out into the light. Yeah. If you haven't done that already, who is the person that this week today you're going to talk to and bring it out into the light, share with them. Uh, don't hold on to this alone. Um, what about just, <clears throat> what would you say to the person? They're there. They're, they're seeking God. They're praying. They're, asking for more of him. They want to honor him in this area of their life. What are, what are some of the practical wise steps we can take to help us not fall into the temptation? Yeah. Um, I mean, we use the word triggers a lot. So I would say we have to understand our ourselves. We have to take some inventory and say, okay, mm-hmm. let me look at my life. Why am I, where am I failing at with what am I feeling with? Is it a device? Is it a conversation? Is it, is it TVs? Is it is it the wrong place? Is it, you got to look at where am I failing and say, okay. And then I think we kind of backtrack from there. Um, I think triggers is a great way to, um, to kind of, uh, kind of get ahead of the game. So yeah. uh, if let's just use an example, let's use a cell phone as an example. It's a very popular device. And so if you always are failing in, in the evening alone in your room, well, then that you have your, like, let's get the device out of that area, out of that time. Right. Makes sense, right? So either you're charging the phone downstairs, or if you have a family or friends, you're putting the phone in another room. But even doing that means you've already kind of done that first step, which was confessing to your brother or, mm-hmm. or someone you can trust to say, I'm putting the phone here because they're going to ask you, why are you charging the phone out here? I just don't, you know, it's not a good thing for me to have. So you have, you've had to already bring it to light. So triggers, learning when you're failing, uh, on what device, uh, what time of the day? I, um, y- you know, Satan uses a lot of things in our lives to to kind of get us down in temperament and countenance and how we feel is a trigger. Yeah. Oh, I feel very very down. I discouraged. The, the armor sad. of God is off. Like yeah. you've kind of t- you come in your house. You're like I'm tired of fighting. Yeah. And then there you go. There's a tr- there there's a little warning sign is saying, Hey, be on your guard. Yeah. And I think that I concept you mentioned of self-awareness is so important for this because there are some people that the, their trigger is not as much just like this, you know, to be blunt, like a crude lust to, to watch something sexual for them. Their trigger is depression 
and they're using this to numb their pain. Yeah. Their trigger is shame and they're going to this in this way. So I think that self-awareness is really important because that's where you want to do battle. Yeah. Um, is you want to do that. So identifying the, you know, those triggers of what, what things lead up to the temptation surfacing yeah. in my yeah. heart. You yeah. know, what is that? What's exposing that? And then how can you restructure your life so that you aren't in the wrong place at the wrong time to use the language of Proverbs seven? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before, I mean, even before the wrong place, cause there's a lot of right places. Like you said, the road, it's not like you might come home. Your home is not a wrong place. Yeah. But in your mind, it's wrong because you're like, everything there reminds me of failure. I'm, I don't want to go home and, and fall apart. Well, it's like, you're aware of your surroundings and you say, okay, if, if my house or if me going to this place is going to cause temptations, well, then I'm going to be ahead of the game and I'm going to call my brother in Christ. And this is where the, this is where the power is given from Christ. It's, it's saying, Hey, I'm going home. I feel down. I feel discouraged. I had a really awful day at work. Um, I've been, I was binge eating at lunch because sometimes food just does it too. Yeah. It's a cue when you're eating, eating bad because you feel so bad. The next thing could be lust. And you're calling saying, hey, pray for me. I'm heading home. And can you call me later tonight? Or can I call you in the morning and, and let you know yeah. how I honored the Lord? And mm -hmm. that friend will have the ability to pray. And it says the prayers of a righteous person work powerfully while they're happening. So yeah, you're, you're, you're ahead of the game. So it's not that you're the wrong place. It's that you know this place, it has memories. It has, or this device has, yep. you associate with failure. So you want to be ahead of that. Totally. So having that sense even before you enter in, hey, let me call this person. And I just think, you know, there's probably a person who's listening to all of this and the thoughts that you're having are, this is just, this is too much. This is unrealistic. This is so weak. You know, it's ridiculous that you have to be thinking through all of this stuff. And I would, I, I would just say to that person, if, if this is flowing from a heart that desires to honor the Lord, and, and, and everybody's different, not everybody's, way to combat this temptation is the same. But there are some people who are listening that you need to take radical steps to restructure your life as you are seeking Christ from your heart. Yeah. You need to take radical steps to remove the things in your life. I mean, Jesus used the kind of language like, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Um, now, yes, that's hyperbole, but the hyperbole means something. The hyperbole means this is how deadly sin is. We shouldn't be casual towards it yeah. or tolerate it. We shouldn't treat it like it's a pet that we can train and make it to sit in place. But we need to be ruthless about uh, battling sin. And so, yes, we need to think through our triggers. Yes, we need to say, hey, I just can't, maybe for you, you just can't be with your phone in your bedroom at night. Like that just might need to be a hard line that you draw on the sand and say, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And so identifying that is so important. Well, one thing to add to that is if you're thinking how burdensome it is, the, the commandments of the Lord are not burdensome. So if, if it's burdensome, that means you've missed the first step. Yes. Like you don't enjoy Jesus. You don't even uh, love what he has to say about this topic. You don't, there's no affection. There's no delight in him. So therefore it shows you that you're doing all this duty. It's out of duty. Out of duty. Yeah. And it will always be a burden if it's you in charge. Yes. Yep. And so the, the other thing I think that helps that, it, this is another way of thinking about triggers, is what are your inputs? What are your inputs? Um, you know, in my life, I'm pretty like, I'm pretty ruthless about what I will allow myself to watch. Yeah. There's a lot of shows I just don't watch. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I just don't look at. And, you know, some might say, oh, that's legalistic. But for me, it's not coming from this heart of, 
you know, that that movie or that TV series in and of itself for me is just, what do I want to fill my mind yeah. with? Yeah. Because I want my inputs to lead me to honor Christ. So, so I am, I'm ruthless about what I watch, what I listen to. Yeah. Uh, my, my line that I've drawn in the sand is pretty far. Um, yeah. and, and I'm okay with that. I don't feel like I'm missing out. I'm not bummed because I can't talk about that series yeah. that these people are talking about. I'm cool with that. And so monitor your inputs because chances are if you're filling your mind with all sorts of content that is training you to desire that and want that, it's kind of creating this this um, acquired taste. You're, mm-hmm. you're acquiring the taste for more and more. Yeah. So just be, be mindful. What are your inputs? Um, and then accountability software, you mentioned, Josh, just... What's what does that do for a person who's not familiar with yeah. that? How, what purpose does that serve? Yeah, uh, it, it's it's what you said earlier. It's like some of you guys need to put a very uh, some strong borders up right away. You know, you just can't do certain things other guys are who aren't struggling to your level that are doing. I think as you grow in this in this battle and you win more, you don't have to be you know all in you can you're, you're realizing the love of christ and you're like realizing the delight is taking over and you're like okay i'm not where i used to be look at christ is sanctifying me so accountability software is a lot of them out there um it really just helps you in those moments of weakness when your body is wanting to go sin and you're like you don't have the power in you you haven't called your friend you haven't been prayed over you you're just you've abandoned all since you, you've forgotten the holy spirit you was like ah, i just want to sin and then man you can't get to it because the accountability software is, is on your computer and it blocks all the websites. Some of them out there also will send a daily report um, to your to your accountability partners that you have emails yeah. set up. And so they'll, those guys that you've trusted will get a report of every site you've gone to. And so then they can step up and say, hey, I got a report this week. You know, it looks like you were struggling. And yeah, it's there to help. Um, uh, but the, the, the promise, I mean, I promise you, this is what happens, I think, with Christ. When you when you've really learn that first step is you start realizing you could you're free from that bondage of like your of the fear of failing there's it is a bondage of failing and you have to have all these blocks and everything and as you learn to enjoy him and he creates in you an affection it's like some of that stuff just isn't a it's it's the lesser loves just kind of go away mm-hmm. and then you look at the computer or your phone or a tv as a as a tool or as something fun instead of oh bad bad everything's bad everything's bad which turns into legalism too yes yeah yeah. So, and what we would always encourage is when it comes to accountability, um, there's healthy accountability, there's unhealthy accountability. Um, and what we would always encourage is men holding men accountable, women holding women accountable. Yeah. Uh, we're taught in scripture for the older men to train the younger men, the women likewise. Um, and so this, this is the way, the way that healthy accountability works is it's not legalism. Uh, healthy accountability is not shaming one another when you fail. Yeah. Uh, or, or yelling at each other when you mess up. It's, it does not lack grace. At the same time, healthy accountability does not say, oh, it's fine, it's okay, everybody, you know, everybody deals with it. No, healthy accountability is, no, this, this, is a, this is a sin against a holy God who loves you and who died for you. This is not okay. You yeah. can no longer run back to this. I love you and I want to pray for you right now. Thank you for sharing this with me and opening up to me. Mm-hmm. We're going to pray right now and ask God to empower you so you can leave this life of sin behind you uh, and run from it, flee from it. And so healthy accountability is truth and grace. Yeah, that's good. Um, It's not diminishing the, the seriousness of sin, but it's also not this unhealthy shaming 
um, bashing that sometimes these these accountability um, type dynamics. Mm-hmm. So setting up uh, an accountability software like a Covenant Eyes, for example, equips that uh, partner, that prayer partner. You know, I've been somebody's uh, Covenant Eyes prayer partner before, getting the screenshot. Yep. And what it helps me do, it helps me love that person to be able to reach out and say, "Hey, I I noticed this," and oftentimes it'll catch stuff that's not like fully explicit stuff, but you'll see what they're scrolling on blurred versions of it, of their social media and be like, Hey, you know, be be more mindful about what you're looking. Oh yeah, I understand. And so that's a, 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 an important and helpful way to begin Mm -hmm. fighting and and battling this. And then just, what would you say just as we close, what are some practical things to do in the moment? If you are experiencing temptation, I, like you're you're yeah. being tempted. Yep. The thought is on your mind. You can't stop thinking about it. You know, there's a there's a woman or a guy who's, you know, they're in an isolated place, and the opportunity is there. What he what should he or she do? What yeah. are some things you do in the moment? Yeah, that's good. For, I mean, if you have the ability and the thought comes, the Holy Spirit brings it to mind. Call a friend. You you don't wait another second. You pick that phone up because then you start having that reasoning and justifying thing. Hey, pray for me. I'm I'm tempted. You get out as fast as you can. You don't let the enemy get to you. And so you pray, ask for prayer over and over again, year after year, centuries after centuries. People, this is this has worked. This is God's gift to us. Prayer works. It is powerful. And I think you'll only start trusting it when you start experiencing the power of it. So you yeah. you have to you have to. It sounds cheesy, but give it a try. Like give God the chance to show you that by confessing to one another and mm-hmm. that you're being tempted and that's not even a sin yet because you haven't sinned but you're actually confessing ahead of the sin that's going to happen so phone call first i mean there's some practicals like if you're at the house get out of the house yeah you know some people say go work out go exercise get your body moving that's fine but like if you know the area we're going to fail just leave walk away if, if you're driving home and your temptation's coming over you and you know your family's not home yet or, or you know your friends aren't coming over yet and you know you're just going to be tempted Go get some food. Go sit down somewhere. Go to Starbucks. Take a drive. Pray on the way. Call a friend. Like, yeah, it, you have to. You have to like, in some sense, like Joseph. Yeah, you just have to run. Yeah, and it, it sounds like you feel like a coward sometimes. Maybe you feel like less of a person, but it, it, that's the strongest woman or man in Christ. Someone who can just run. Yeah, we tell his story since Joseph made it. I mean, it's look at look how many years has gone by, and we're still telling the story of him running from temptation. Yeah, the language in Scripture in the New Testament is to flee sin. We're, we're, to, we're to flee it, uh, to run away from it. Uh, we resist the devil. Um, we, this is combative language. We, we don't entertain sin. Uh, and so when that temptation comes, we should not feel like we're being weak when we're being very yeah. direct about it. Uh, John Owen says, uh, be killing sin or sin will be killing you. Yeah. And so when it comes to this particular area we have to be able we have to be willing and undignified enough yeah. to take measures you know and it all depends on the, the the nature of your your situation and so just my last closing thought i'd say if you're someone that has been struggling with this for a long time you you're you're addicted and you can't stop you've tried you've tried you've tried and you can't stop it starts with bringing it into the light it starts with confessing it to the Lord, yeah. talking to a brother or a sister in Christ, and and sharing with them what's going on, having them pray with you. And it starts with a pursuit in your heart of Jesus. Yeah. And then it's going to require, if depending on the depth of your, your 
struggle, it's going to require some brave and maybe drastic steps for you to readjust your life as you start to walk in freedom. And that takes time. Uh, But what I would say to you is, it is so much worth it. Mm -hmm. It is worth it. And on the other side, the freedom that comes from no longer being bound in the shackles of the shame of that sin, it is so worth it. There is nothing that you can compare to when it comes to the peace that comes and the comfort that comes with a clear conscience. Yeah. 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 I mean, to live your life with a clear conscience that there aren't hidden things that yeah. you're just no, it's pretending all the time. My, what a gift to be able to walk as a whole person, clear conscience. And that is the, that is what God wants for you. And so yeah. Yeah. don't feel small. Don't feel like, like, you know, it's weak of you. All of these things we're saying are, are something that a humble, strong person would do. Mm-hmm. That's good. Anything you would say in closing before we wrap yeah, up? I mean, if, if your first thought right now is, all right, what do I got to do? Here we go. That's the wrong thought. It's like, it's simple. Like, you don't just, you, you find that person you can just call and confess. It's that simple. Um, you delight in the Lord. That might take some time to figure out what that even looks like in your life. You know, how do I enjoy Christ? Because if you're so burdened by this and you're, you feel like such a failure, you probably, you could probably show you that you've been doing it on your own effort. Christ is the one who overcomes this sin. Your mm-hmm. systems don't. He came and fulfilled the law. It's a person. His name is Jesus. It sounds kind of broad and abstract. Like, how do I do that? He reveals it to you when you seek him first. You have to seek him. You have to want, you have to want this. You have to want it for him. As he said earlier, it, the desire has to be because you love Christ so much, not because you want to conquer pornography so much. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the, what's the goal of that? Now, at the end of that, you're just pure, but you still miss relationship with Jesus. It has to be Christ. He has to cast out those lesser lesser loves. Yeah, that's good. Well, we hope that this has been helpful, and we would encourage you to identify what what are those things that you want to start in your life, starting from the heart and then flowing out, being wise and not like the foolish man in Proverbs 7. We hope this uh, is helpful to you, and we'll see you on the next episode of the City Rev Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe or leave a rate and review. If you want more content or additional resources, head to cityrev.org or download our app. We hope you have a great day.